This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Florida, but that's America's wing. All right, give me a PC2. Uh, well, bring it. Don't what, sing it. A lot of sound. A uh, Florida man is readjusting to his life with only one arm after he was attacked by an alligator this summer and then survived three days lost in the woods. <laughs> I saw that, dude. Jesus. Poor bastard. I would have given up, man. I'd yeah. be like, just take right. it. Take, take the other arm. <laughs> Here, I'll cut it off for you. Uh, Eric Murda talking about uh, losing his arm and his new purpose. Okay. The alligator took off with most of my arm. It was about down to my elbow, maybe a little bit more. With the bone poking out, a lot of pain the whole three days, screaming at the top of my lungs. There's no way this is real. My arm's gone. <laughs> like, I don't have an arm anymore. There's no way. I got to be dreaming or something. I came out of the swamp naked with one arm. I was reborn for a reason. I believe that it's motivated other people. God, that's the manliest man I've ever heard on the radio. He arrived out of the swamp naked and reborn. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's literally his interview? Yeah. Pretty happy, uh, pretty go-lucky guy there. I'd be a little better. I'd be out for blood. I call BS. He was lost in the woods for maybe an hour. It's just making it all up for attention. No, I. that's insane. And how did the alligator... It must have been smaller if it didn't, because it didn't do the death roll thing on he's got, him. He's got a taste for arm. An alligator's going to come back for the other one. Yeah, it? dude. I killed the gator that killed me. I killed the gator that killed me. I, I <laughs> laid here. God, would that be great if you found him with that note on him? Like, uh, what was that dude? Hatchet Jack. Hatchet Jack. There's going to be memes all over with this guy. Oh, oh totally, dude. dude. They're going to put his face on Hatchet Jack with an alligator in his hand. Uh, instead of the rifle, yeah. I, I killed the alligator that killed me. Man, God, what a manly man! It's so crazy, Florida uh, man. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Who was that? Who was the dude that got had to hack his arm off? And yeah, well, uh, the movie. I know him as James Franco, but clearly that's only <laughs> that's might not be <laughs> the guy that portrayed him. Yeah, the 127 hours thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did a great job with that movie. Uh yeah. So intense. I had to get up and walk around a few times mm-hmm. when he's hacking his the arm thirst, off. That movie made me very thirsty. Mm. Sitting there just with my giant 64-ounce Coke, I was still thirsty. Right. But, uh, yeah. Wow. All right, there you go. Crazy, man. So, Red, uh, rednecks uh, in the wild. I mean. Stop making excuses. This dude... Lost in the woods with right. half an arm. Oh, I have to go to work today with both arms. God, life sucks. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke that skin wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO. My tough stance on immigration. Taco Tuesday will be changed to Pizza for Thursday. Hey! I like pizza, pepperoni, mozzarella, and patchouli. I like pizza with tsunami, egg, some cheese, and origami. I like pizza with tomato. I like pizza. We like pizza. We like pizza in the morning. We like pizza every day. We like pizza in the evening. We like pizza anyway. I like pizza, pepperoni, mozzarella.
Happy Pizza Thursday. Uh, we're located at 730 Rayback Drive if you want to drop a pizza. Good. Um, and a message on their Facebook page, Casey's has announced a new pizza they hope will take the Midwest by storm. Uh, Casey's Ultimate Beer Cheese Breakfast Pizza. <laughs> uh, it's a breakfast pizza made with a Bush beer cheese sauce. Oh, yeah. Bush. Sure. Bush. Taking over the world. They really are. I would like to throw it out there. I was on the Bush Light bandwagon before it was cool. So kiss my ass. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, The company has had several posts teasing the partnership before making the announcement official on Wednesday morning. I was on the Corona tip. I don't get any credit. Come on. I think you do get credit for that. (gasps) Don't cry for me, Arnie. (laughs) Tito's. You were on the Tito's tip way before I knew about Tito's. Thank you. And I only say that in case somebody's listening and want to drop a truck off. We're looking at 730 Rayovac Drive. <laughs> Very easy access <laughs> in and out. Made for big trucks almost like it was planned. Um, okay, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, TikToker says he's selling frozen pizzas from Walmart on DoorDash. Um, sparking debate in the comments. Uh, in the video posted by TikToker Caden Boof, on September 5th, he shows the process of starting his own restaurant, Boof Pizza. And he sells frozen pizzas on DoorDash out of his kitchen. I ordered a bunch of pizza boxes with their logo on them because we have to look professional. Then I went to Walmart to buy all the frozen pizzas. He then shows a clip of a woman yelling at him to stop because he was buying the frozen DiGiorno pizzas in in bulk. Sure, he's buying all of them. All right. I went home and set up a few things on the table that DoorDash sent me and our restaurant was live. And the next clip he shows... Oh, where'd you go? Uh, Hold on, I lost where I was going. And the next clip, he shows himself standing outside of Domino's uh, to steal some of his competitors' customers. We started getting orders fast, but the DoorDash drivers were mad about how long it was taking. But somehow, at the end of it all, everyone left five-star reviews on the pizza, so I guess it worked. Well, I'm confused. What are you confused about? Why would you buy a pizza at Walmart and resell it when people can just go there and... Buy the pizza and make Because it. it's DoorDash, so people are not going to go there. If it's oh. DoorDash, they're already looking for something to be delivered. So you're ordering a DiGiorno, but and you, someone's cooking it for you. Right. <laughs> Booth Kitchens is cooking your DiGiorno. <laughs> well, well, that's not against the law, is it? Uh, DoorDash or verified uh, Tic Tac account commented, we'll ask our legal department. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of Uber, call it Booth Boofper. And just deliver the pizza. 
Um, he said he did the video mainly as a joke, but also to show that people that ghost kitchens are a thing on the rise. Ghost kitchens refer to food establishments where the food is consumed off the premises and has no public presence, dining room service, etc. Perfectly legal, but there are still concerns about regulating food safety, obviously. There you go. Um, he is a visionary. So, so you can order a Jax. He'll have like a, a an inventory of, of, no. of, of many or just some. Nobody knows it's DiGiorno pizza. Oh, that's what I didn't understand. I wondered. Okay, there's the catch. See, that's sketchy. Is it? Well, you're. is he rebranding it as Boofba Pizza or whatever his name yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a little sketchy. It, well, see, now you're going to have quality controls issues. So if you're a DiGiorno, that's going to get shut down. Uh, like you said, though, the last, I don't know if you heard me, he said he did it mainly as a joke to show that ghost kitchens are on the rise. Ghost kitchens. All right. Made up words. Whatever. No, it's not. I <laughs> literally, did you not listen at all to the last part of that yeah, breaking I, story? I heard the whole thing. Okay. You're still stealing somebody's proprietary pizza and passing it off as your own. Right. That's why TikTok is asking the legal department, yes. or DoorDash is asking about the legality of it in right. the legal department but ghost kitchens are a real thing those are perfectly right. legal yeah using somebody else's product as your own ghost kitchens are food establishments where the food is consumed off the premises and has no public presence dining room or servers yeah. those are perfectly legal that says nothing about consuming DiGiorno pizza right. that is just right it's somebody's house they're making something sure you order it sure 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 whether you know it or not sure Sure. Weird. Uh, I guess. Whatever. I mean, he's not, like you said, he did it mostly in a, as a joke and then to show that ghost kitchens are out there on DoorDash. wonder what he was upcharging for a DiGiorno. It does not say. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. That's kind of funny. I mean, he's a, he's a young kid. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But, yeah, you go to get a DiGiorno and the freezer's empty. Because Boofba shoplifted the pooty out of the freezer for the ghost kitchen. It's it's kind of funny. Uh, Kevin just sent me an article in May. uh, The Cap Times did a whole thing on ghost kitchens. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Kind of neat, huh? Ghost kitchens. (laughs) Anything with pizza. Um, commercial spaces that provide takeout and delivery food only. Restaurants marketing is mostly digital, connected to social media. So, there you go. Rad, man. Dude, know your enemy. No, yeah. I still I, don't know who the enemy is after that. They're going to, uh, yeah, big pizza's not going not gonna to like that. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe. To the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. The Trixie Trix Eye. Oh, yeah. She's got the beer now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trixie Trix Eye. Oh, yeah. She's got your beer now. Yeah. Six packs and growlers. Got my arm bit off by a polar bear, but I still got one good arm to hoist a brew. 
It is uh, our Trixie Pick 6 today. Trixie is here along Hello. with a guest to be named momentarily. Trixie, how are you? I'm good. Everybody feeling happy? Everyone is happy. They're, they love being back at school. Um, tell everybody how our uh, little deal works here and how everybody can take advantage at 9 a.m. All right, 9 a.m. Trixie's Liquor on the corner of East Wash and Oak Street opens up. And usually we have them all in the mix match Um the mix and match shelf lined up for you. But today we've got a special brewery in here, uh, Starkweather Brewery um, out of Madison. They took over the old um, next door brewing company facility. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Schroeder's in here, and all of his beers are going to be on tap at Growler's To Go Go and Aftershock Arcade this week. Outstanding. I know. So we've got some uh, specialty beers in here. Sweet. Peter, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Buddy, we haven't seen you in a while. I know. It's been about four years, I guess. Yeah, with uh, the droid thing you did with, uh, was that with Ailis, Adam? I think the last time we saw each other was the competition with Carbon 4 at uh, Carlos de Gogo. Yeah. It was the competition. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That seems like. How do you have, a, how do you remember that? That's incredible. It was, yeah, your memory is insane. That was long ago. I keep a diary. That was a fun day. That was a great day. <laughs> Honestly, that was a lot of fun. Dear diary, hung out with some radio idiots today. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, how do you forget that? <laughs> I'd like to someday. Uh, <laughs> high tolerance level. Make a make a note of it. Bring more beer. Right. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Starkweather. Let's talk about humble beginnings here. What's happening? All right. So Starkweather started because Michael Cronister, Tom Gosey, and Tom McFerry, and myself, we were always hanging out at One Barrel, where I was the head brewer for a few years, Mm -hmm. uh, due to that little Chinese product, of course, that kind of faded out. And we were looking for a brewery for ourselves. So during the whole COVID situation, we tried to find a location, pretty hard to do. I knew that Nextdoor was uh, ready to sell their business, so we kind of crept it up, and last year, August, we got the green light to go for it, and we've been open since February 2nd this year, so we just had our whole seven-month anniversary. Uh, it's been going great. Uh, besides the beer that we, of course, serve, we also have some, uh, some good food. Uh, we got Steve, who makes our, our food. Uh, we do appetizers in all kinds of styles, and we always have about 17 beers on tap, uh, the majority being brewed in-house by yours truly. That's what I was just going to ask you. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and explain the can philosophy. So the 32-ounce cans, crawlers, and if I say it, some people think it's glass, but it's the one with the C for can. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the 32 ounces that people can, of course, get filled at our place and take them home with them. So if you go... And or camping, barbecue, you visit some friends that need some good beer, you can pick it up at our place yep. and take it with you. Call me biased because of Growlers to go-go, but I'm just more of a fan of the Crowlers over mm-hmm. the Growlers. I think the beer lasts longer. Same. And you can take it anywhere then because it's not glass. Indeed. If you take a glass one and you open it up, the carbonation will kind of go away right away. Yeah. Right. You have more chance of getting light stock, which means the beer flavor changes. If it's in a can, it's completely concealed. Nothing can go in, nothing can go out. It will stay fresh as long as you want to keep it in your fridge. Yeah, those the big 64-ounce jugs are just so hard to clean. You really have to make sure you clean them out well. I, I don't think people really understand right. the importance of that. Like, some do, but they really have to be clean. What they say about a dude with big cans. Got big hands? <laughs> big hands. Madly. Twelve fingers. All thumbs. <laughs> So, uh, 
on that note, the availability now today's will it will it change? I mean, uh, uh, price or anything today? How's that work today with the bigger cans? Um, what happens today? We've we've got them on tap, and they're at a good deal on tap. Um, I'm not sure the price on the top of my head, but it's not going to be normal, <laughs> and um, they're going to be readily available. So they'll be all just all six of them are going to be displayed at Growlers to Go Go starting today at noon. That's cool. And aftershock. I love it. Aftershock for uh, the arcade on East Wash mm-hmm. right there. Uh, well, okay, let's dive in our, our first beer. All right, our first one, Lake Loop Cream Ale. And this is an easy drinker at 4.7, but when you say easy drinker, there just has a subtle bite in it. Yeah, it's nice and crisp. It has a little bit of a lime touch to it from the late edition hops. But um, indeed, it's one of our easier drinkers. It's also our first staple. People came in when we opened. This was one of the beers on tap. Of course, people enjoyed it, so we decided to keep it going. Uh, we call it Lake Loop because we're pretty close to the bike path. So people can jump on the bike path from our brewery, go around the lake, come back, and have another Lake Loop. So if I you do it. it well, you can have several Lake Loops, some fluid, some on your bike. Oh, super easy drinker. Thank you. Yeah, I love this. This would be a great uh, camping beer for me, which is awesome because I'm going camping in a few weekends. So... Hello. No, we were going camping. You're not. God. You wouldn't make it. There's no electricity there. <laughs> that sounds like the most horrible. You're a baby. You can't come. Most horrible thing in the world. I I would like uh, this. Sounds good with a fish fry. This uh, man, that's got a great little mouthfeel to it. God, that's delicious. I wish I bicycled. We can get your stationary bike in the brewery. <laughs> It'll have a TV on there with golf on it. <laughs> You'd never leave. I would never leave. Uh, yeah, that is delicious. Great beer, man. Great beer. And that's your, do you say that's your uh, flagship? It's one of our flagships right now. Yeah, so yeah. this one, and then we got Americanized Dream, which is an Oded Amber Ale. Those are our two first flagships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a beer that's called Sweet Heat, which is a German Kosa beer with uh, sea salt and coriander, but then I put uh, fruit on it and also a little bit of scorpion pepper. So that gives you just a... Ditch in the back of your throat. Oh. Nothing burning. Uh, but we changed out the fruit all the time. And then we got Hop My Hazy, which is our hazy IPA. And with that one, I just change out the hops every time for different uh, nuances. Mm. So we got a few flagships already, um, which is great, of course, after being open for only seven months that people are like, hey, we want to drink more of that. That's always a good thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, great beer. Absolutely love it. Uh, we didn't go over the name of the brewery, by the way. What's uh, wh- Where'd you get the name from? So Starkweather is because of the neighborhood that we're in. Mm-hmm. So we're in the Sassy neighborhood, which stands for Schenk, Edwood, Starkweather, and Yara. So we are in the Starkweather region of the Sassy neighborhood. And also there's the Starkweather Creek, but we don't want to talk too much about that one because if we use that water, I would only be able to make showers. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically for the neighborhood. We want to really, really be part of the neighborhood, uh, do a lot for the neighborhood. We work close with Olbrick, Olbrick of Botanical Gardens. Mm. They've been giving us some produce, some fruits, some vegetables that we can use in brewing. So yeah, we just really want to be part of the neighborhood and therefore we thought Starkweather would, would be a great name. If you look at the can, you see that our logo is an S as like a little creek going through. So again, that's the Starkweather Creek. R- right. Excellent, man. All right. What's our next beer? All right. The next one's a collaboration. Um, Big Five O, and they collaborated, or you should collaborated with uh, Pearl Street and Vintage, and created a dry hop dry lager. So you can definitely like taste that dry hop in there, and it's got that punch of rye. Yeah. Um, really good. Tell me about how you got going on the collaboration with these guys. So. Let me think now. I think it's three weeks ago I turned 50, and uh, I found out that Joe Kachifer from Pearl Street is turning 50 within a few days from now. 
And Scott Manning from uh, Vintage, he turned 50 at the end of, of August. So when I found out that their birthdays and that they were turning 50 about the same time, I was like, hey, we need to do a collaboration. I mean, that's, that only makes sense that we do something together. So we sat together. I'm a big rye lover. So I said, hey, we have to at least have a little bit of rye in there. We decided to do a dry hop on it. So early August, I believe, uh, Scott and I drove down to uh, Pearl Street and La Crosse, and that's where we started making this beer. And then just the evening before the Great Taste, which was the day after my birthday, we did a release party and released this beautiful uh, beer into the market. And so, yeah, it's available at Vintage, it's available at Pearl Street, and of course at uh, yours truly. It's, ah. it's Pearl Street, La Crosse? No, wait. Yeah. Where's Pearl Street? It is La Crosse. La Crosse. They have the... Uh, the schnitty light beer. <laughs> That's right. It's literally called schnitty light beer. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, we got to make it out there, by the way. Uh, this is, I never in a million years would have thought uh, to uh, about dry hopping a lager and then throwing rye in there. I didn't even know you could mix all that stuff together. But, I mean, this is, you could definitely tell the dry hopping on there that, that if you like that hops bitterness, you're going to love this. Um, I, I thought... It's, it still feels very clean when you it, drink it. It gives a nice aroma. So the, the hops are being added, most of the hops are being added as a dry hop, which means you get a lot more aroma from it. Yeah. So there's not a lot of bitterness coming through. Um, but yeah, you get a nice aroma. And then at five and a half percent, it's such an easy drinker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, when we get to the, the dark days of summer, and it's going to be nice, like you said, for a campfire, Lake Loop, Big Five O, those yeah. are all beers that you can easily chuck at a fire. That the, I, the hops for me linger on the back of my tongue as. As you go through the mm -hmm. they do, of the, yeah, it's pretty mild though. I yeah. mean, nothing to, that's going nice. to weird anybody out. It's really rich tasting. I always think that when I have a rye, anything, yeah, yeah, it'll be super dominant. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. It's very smooth, very drinkable. Don't yeah, don't think you're going to have a rye allergic reaction. It almost makes it feel more of like a happy beer. Than mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful beer, love it. We're two for two. Thank you, thank you. For Cry Eye. It is our uh, pick six and uh, Starkweather Brewing here is helmed by Peter Schroeder. Our, uh, our uh, the beers are going to be on Tava Growlers to go-go starting today. Did I get that right? Yeah, so the one that's going to be tapped at Growlers to go-go today is going to be one that we'll talk about in a minute. But that last one, the Big Five O, is the collaboration with Pearl Street and Vintage and, and Starkweather is going to be on tap at the Arcade. So they're split up. It's exciting. So the again the five O that we just talked about that mm -hmm. rye, um, mm -hmm. the rye lager or the rye dry hopped rye is going to be at Aftershock Arcade. Excellent. Which fits in perfectly with the arcade, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. That flavor of beer. Yeah. Good mashup. Way cool. All right. Uh, our next beer, one of my favorites, maybe my favorite of the whole the whole bunch today. Yeah, no, I definitely love a good Hefeweizen for sure. Um, this is absolutely delicious. It's called Succulent Sunshine, 6% uh, IB, um, six ABV. Um, this Hefeweizen is really bright and shiny. I mean, it's just, and you get, those banana notes are there, but like it's almost has more of a citrus appeal to this than a other Hefeweizen that I have had, or maybe it's been a minute since I've had a Hefeweizen. The funny thing about Hefeweizen is that in my 13 years of brewing, home brewing and commercial brewing, I never made one. And it's not my favorite style because I'm not too, too fond of having sweetness on there. But when I made it and I had my partners try it and the first customers, they all came back. This is what we need for the summertime. And like Colleen said, it has that, that, that fresh aroma to it, a little bit of clove, a little bit of banana, just an easy drinker again. 
um, yeah, it's, it's, we, we served this one at the Great Taste and people kept coming back for it because it was one of the favorites for them. So that's always a good sign, of course. So yeah, it might, might become another one that we will do every summer just to keep it rolling. I think you should. I think it's a great Hefeweizen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this makes me want to sit on a patio with some sunshine coming down on me for sure. Uh, I love Hefeweizens. They're one of my favorite styles of beer. Um, and I do like, usually there's, more, you get more banana on that. You usually do, yeah. 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 But yeah, like you said, this is more citrusy. I super dig it. This is by my favorite with a bullet. Yeah. Oh, tons. Tons of my favorite beer. Banana. I catch a lot of hell for liking banana beers, but uh, I, it's <laughs> thirst quenching. I, I can't drink enough Heffa. I can't. I love it. This is absolutely delicious, man. There's, uh, if you go down and <clears throat> I would suggest this is the first beer you try when you go down. My, my opinion. Uh, it's fantastic. The bananas, the cloves, and you're right about the citrus. It's just got a really bright profile to it. It does, but it's really great. It doesn't take away from the Hefe style feel like, to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Um, I think it's great, and you nailed it with the patio beer. Got it out. Pinky up, bitch. <laughs> so what, what am I... Th- is that carbonation? Is that got... how much? Would that be a carbonated... A lot of carb, very carbonated. No, it's it's, it's carbonated pretty average as, as all the other beers. You mm-hmm. just get that effervescent also from the flavors coming through. Okay, so that kind okay. Of, kind of. So that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of rolls around your tongue to the both sides of your cheek, and then you get yeah. more of the flavor coming through. Yeah. I feel like it's fizzling. That's how much flavors in that thing. God, I love that beer. Oh, nice cloudy heffa. <laughs> oh, very happy. All right, next beer up. All right, I'm going to guess this next one is one of Peter's favorites since it's called Peter's Treat. This is a Session Red IPA um, brewed with spruce tips uh, for your 50th birthday. So that's exciting. Um, I love this. So it's only 4.4% alcohol. Uh, Very approachable. Tell me how this style came about for you with the spruce tips in it. So again, before my birthday, I thought, well, it's the the big 50. I might as well make something as my treat to the public. Um, When we were brewing the beer, the big 5.0, Joe at uh, Pearl Street gave me some some spruce and i was like what am i gonna do with it and i thought okay a session red ipa for summertime something easy drinking um i love red ipas i mean they've always been my favorite style so a session red ipa with spruce tips let that spruce shine through if you smell it you get a little bit of that piney and bubble gum coming mm-hmm. through and it's purely from the spruce so yeah um not all the beers have to be high abv to be enjoyable in my opinion and this is one of those examples that again you can drink it easily without uh, falling over after having one or two there's like a sweetness in this beer that i cannot put my finger on like it's almost like some sort of candy or uh like a a drop i don't a fig or something there's something that i'm getting on the tail end of that um that makes it super enjoyable for me i we were trying to figure it out yesterday yeah, the first uh, uh, spruce tip beer I had, I was sitting in Skagway, Alaska a couple of years ago on a cruise at the Skagway Brewing Company. And in all honesty, I didn't even know it was a thing until we parked our ass right in front of the brewery. And uh, it's it's such it's such a touristy thing to be sitting in Alaska drinking beer made with it was Sitka spruce tips. It's like they crawled right up the mountain and brought some branches down. And uh, soaked it. Uh, I think it's amazing. I love spruce tips. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's not for everybody though. No, it, it gives a different flavor profile to it. Of yeah. course, again, if you smell it and if you taste it, you do get a little bit different. It's being added like you would do hops at the last 
part of the boil, mm-hmm. but of course it has a whole different dimension to it. It's 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 like a vegetable that you put in there, so it sure. has a whole different sure. approach than, than normal hops. But again, you get that, that bubblegummy nose on it. Mm-hmm. it. It gives a little bit of dryness in the back of your throat. You get that piney, of course, a little bit of lime coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just this very dimensional, and I think it's a great addition. And it's the same as doing the the, the fresh hops. Of course, now the hops are being yielded all over the, the all over the United States. So a lot of breweries will be making fresh hops IPAs or whatever yeah. they want to do with it. Spruce tips come around once per year, kind of same situation. You make it when it's ready and just roll with it. Yeah. It's definitely a beer you want to try. I mean, uh, it's definitely in the experimental stage, I think, for a lot of people, probably who, is, who have never have never even tasted a spruce. No, I know that but, Alaskan Brewing does does some of the fresh hop uh, uh-huh. IPAs, but yeah, again, I was able to get some spruce, and I was like, I need to do this. God, good call on the fig, dude. As soon as you said it, I'm like, whoa, the freaking light bulb went on. A dark, dark fruit, yeah. Yeah, like a dark fruit, yeah. It's very enjoyable. Totally. I suggest everyone get into Growlers to Go-Go today at noon to try this one. It's going to be tapping at noon. Very excited. And at 4.4, you can have a few of these guys. And, you know, I think he nailed it. You don't have to have high ABV to enjoy a beer. Sorry, I was drinking. Was it good? Oh, man. Uh, It's just one of those. I think it's weirdly, I think it's where I was when I drank it for the first time that made me love it even more because I was sitting in Alaska. They're on the water drinking it. It's like, oh, man, you know what I need is a beer made from trees. And it just fit. Then I went up and started a gold mine and struck it rich. It painted the picture in your brain. Yeah, it was really great. I felt like one of the old one of the old gold miners, one of the old tent bands. Uh, very, very cool beer, dude. Very interesting beer. Thank you, Johnny. And Thank the first you. I've ever had in Madison, I, I'm sure it's a... a, a not an abnormal thing that people make spruce tips, but no, I, like I said, it's, it's not. I mean, I haven't seen many of them being brewed in medicine, but yeah. you see them every now and then pop up. Yeah, uh, if you want to go back to where you were the first time you drank it, just pick up a crawler, walk to Lake Monona, and there you go. Boom, uh, Starkweather Brewing, the newest, shiniest thing in town. Let's get into our last two beers. This next one's up there on my favorites. It's called Start Your PC, 6.7%, and it's a pina colada IPA, which, you know, hops, pina colada, you wouldn't think they go together, but they go together. This oh, yeah. is really great. It's like pina colada with a little bite to it. Super love it. Yep. Uh, that coconut's not too, like, in your face, which makes me want to drink a lot of this stuff. Sometimes when you get coconut in a beer, it tastes like... Um Sunscreen. Yeah, sunscreen, basically. Uh, this one was made with a little bit of pineapple, a little bit of vanilla, and then indeed the, the coconut on top of it. The funny thing about this one, I caught up with the name first, and then I was like, okay, now I got a name, restart your PC. What am I going to make for it? And then PC, pina colada. I was like, yeah, we can run okay, it. Okay, gotcha. That's awesome. I, I wonder how many... if. Like, what percentage of the beers start with the name first for you? I don't know. I know. Sometimes I make a beer and I'm sitting while I'm putting it into the vessels and I'm like, okay, I need to come up with a name. And then it's really struggling. With other beers, like I said, you come up with the name first and then you just create a beer around it. That's so Some cool. Some are just made to, meant to be like Succulent Sunshine because it's such a bright Hefeweizen. That was pretty easy to go yeah. with. Yeah, it's 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 very three-dimensional. You never know what's going to come up. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I was when I read the label for this, I was like, what is this going to be like? Um, but you're right, and the, I think the coconut not being super prevalent is is key to the success in this beer, having more of the pineapple on there, um, the way it mixes with the hops, for me anyway, in my palate. Um, I just find it to be um, one that I could probably pound a little too many of. 
And I'm not a huge fan of a real pina colada. Me but neither. I like pina colada right. flavored things. Right. Is that weird? Right. Or no, what? no. Because <laughs> well, you... I like eat a banana, but I hate banana flavored stuff. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Um, well, congrats on tasting something, making something taste like Malibu. I, and I and I mean that, but that's come from a Malibu lover. But I can drink Malibu and Pepsi all day. Um, well, like William says, you got a little bit of the hops coming through. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's not just a pina colada flavor. It has more to it. Right. I mean, no, still, I know. I know. It's I know. still a strong, hazy IPA. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be, I picture more milkshake in my head when okay. I hear that. I don't know why I do. It's not, really. No, no. 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 All the sweetness that you do get is purely coming from the, the little bit of vanilla added at the end. But otherwise, there's no uh, other sugars added to make it sweeter. Right, right. And again, it, you know, it's it's almost like the spruce tips. That, that upfront punch goes away the more you sip it and it becomes just a, a very tasteful beer you know the the kind of like oh my god this is pina colada kind of fades off and it just becomes its own and again this is the highest abv that we brought today 6.7 oh, yeah. but it's, it's still an easy you, you don't get like a buzz right away it's, it has so much flavor coming through yeah, goes to pretty easily yeah it really smooths out the more you drink it the more it smooths out and it's just a really delicious freaking beer man i love it yeah, you go on a cruise with me. You're going to drink some pina coladas, girl. All right, what's next? Yes, Father. I was going to say, I think she doubts you. Next, Twist and Shout Coffee God. Stout. This is a fun game, or a fun name of a beer. It's only 3.9% alcohol for Twist and Shout Coffee Stout. So this goes back to, like, you don't need high ABV, um, I high ABV like presence to make the beer really good. Um, the coffee is definitely there. You almost have to take two sips of it to really have that coffee start brewing on your tongue a little bit. Um, really great. And nothing really kind of overly slaps you in the face. Everything is really balanced out on this. Yeah, we got this. Uh, we did this in collaboration with Twisted Crowns, a coffee shop on the east side of Madison, of Cottage Grove Road. Uh, they provided the coffee. We made the beer. They have that beer on tap. Of course, we have it on tap. And yeah, like William said, it doesn't have to be a heavy beer. A lot of styles nowadays are 8% or over. And for me, it was a challenge. Okay, let's make an easy drinking stout with a lot of flavor from the coffee. But again, that people can drink a few without falling back on there on the floor. Um, it also makes a mess in my brew house. So I don't want to have that happening. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and that that's so true. There's been so many times when I wanted a stout and I was like, I, but I can't really do that that high ABV right now or whatever, you know. So it's nice to have this alternative. Um, and like we just went over to Ireland and that I, the whole reason they made Guinness was to have a lower ABV beer for everybody to drink yeah, over there. Zero Guinness now. Yeah. Zero alcohol Guinness. Totally. Um, so and th- and that was nice. It was nice to be able to go over yeah. and not. Have to yeah, you right. know, limit your, right. your content essentially based on ABV. So uh, to have these darker, more flavorful beers yeah. with that low ABV is a home run for me. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say it used it seemed like it used to be about less calories, and now there's like a trend towards lower ABV, true, true. so you can function. And I was just telling Peter off the air. It's like you know when I'm on the bike and I go to a bar or a brewery and, and they've got a twelve percenter, I can do a small. Tulip or a, right. a flight glass. That's it, man. Uh, and now with one of these, you can enjoy more of it. I, I think it's great. I mean, the coffee. It's it's almost like a, like a breakfast out. But then again, on the low ABV, if you wanna, if you need to, probably if you need to, you need to see somebody else. But uh, if you wanna drink a beer in the morning, this is something easy. Again, a three point nine coffee in it gets you woken up. Yeah, it's like a wee buzz. It's just a wee buzz. <laughs> Are there extra steps? 
to making a lower uh, ABV beer like no, this? No, basically all the ABV is, of course, converted sugar, so whatever the yeast can eat. So mm-hmm. the less grains I put into a batch, the lower right. the ABV will be, basically. Yeah. So raw materials, nothing extra? It's just... No. Nope. Nope. Of course, the coffee has to come in, so I yeah. do a dry hop with the coffee for about two days. Uh, so it's always roasted coffee. The lighter the roast is, the better the coffee comes through. Right. I feel like with a lower ABV, you'd think I'm getting a less of a beer or less flavor or like a cut-rate product. Not true. This thing is as full-bodied as any 12% stout I've ever had in my I life. I put some oats in it, and oats gives yeah. a little bit more mouthfeel because that gives yeah. that, that silkiness to it. Silky. Silky. Yeah, I love that idea of a 2. Point, what is it? 2.8? This is 3.9. A 3.9, yeah. But you're drinking only half a glass, so it's about 1.9. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful flavor. I mean, wonderful flavor. <laughs> Boom. Peter, you're a funny guy. Understated. Uh, great beer. It's my second favorite. Thank you, thank you. Right behind my heifer. Love it. Yeah, very, very cool. All right. Uh, how do they get there? And then how do they get what we have at Trixie's? Yeah, so we talked to Peter today from Starkweather. It was awesome. We did uh, Peter's Treat, the Session Red IPA for his 50th birthday, 4.4% alcohol. You can get that at Growlers to Go-Go. Um, and then we did the big 5.0 collaboration with the Pearl Street Brewing and Vintage at 5.5. And that you can find that today at Aftershock Arcade. Um, on East Washington. And just as a quick review, um, when you go to Starkweather, you can get the Lake Loop uh, Cream Ale, Restart Your P- PC, Hazy Pina Colada Style IPA, uh, Twist and Shout, Session Stout, session stout uh, with coffee, and then the Succulent Sunshine Hefeweizen, which I think that uh, Pina Colada and the Sunshine might have been on my my upper tier today. That was really great. That yeah. was really great beer. But uh, visit Growlers to Go-Go for Peter's Treat and Aftershock Arcade for the Big Five O. And it's been awesome to see you again, Peter. Thank you so much. And we almost every week have a new beer coming out. I mean, that's that's the fun thing about us. I don't limit myself to one style or one country of styles. We always have something else coming out. We did a collaboration with Carbon 4, which is a tamarind kettle sour. Uh, we got a brown ale coming out. Of course, I got an Oktoberfest coming out. So there's a lot of more stuff coming coming through. Just visit us and you will see that there's so much more other beers available Dude, to you. And the cheese curds are from Decatur uh, Dairy in Broadhead, which is by far the best. Just throwing that out there. Get some curds. Get some beers. Park your ass at Starkwater. Yeah, these are fun beers to your drink. cheese cushion. Yeah. The cheese cushion. You need to make. That's my new we, name we, now. Why do we not have cheese cushions to take to a football stadium to sit on a cheese cushion? Anyways, no, we can do don't that. Don't say it out loud. Don't, make it yourself. Stupid. Uh, by far. He's just you. I don't like being sashed. That doesn't happen spruce, ever. Spruce tip beer, the most interesting beer you're going to taste in Madison this year yeah i, I promise you. Yeah. really really enjoyable really fun super cool super interesting to drink thank you so much peter great to see you again my brother good to see you too hope to see you again soon yeah you will the jjo morning show podcast with johnny and d listen rate subscribe catch a new show every monday through friday 6 till 10 a.m on 941 jjo or streaming anywhere in the jjo app johnny and d Nowhere but J.J.O.